0: This is Archery Unfiltered, the show that cuts out all the nonsense and gets right to the core of what it takes to make you a better archer. Ayo, what's happening fuckos? It is Monday, uh, the dust has settled from the reading warm-up. And the first leg of the outlaws. One hell of a weekend, guys. I expect to see a lot of um, Instagrams. I expect to see a lot of social media posts that that have the words in the books. (laughs) Kind of, you know, trailing on. (laughs) This event is in the books. My bow shot great. This shot great. You know. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors. want to thank God. And the same shit that everyone else says. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, hell of an event this weekend, I got to say. Um, kicking off for the Outlaws. What an amazing uh, turnout, first off. Uh, lots of people. New format to the Outlaws with a new flight system, um, which is freaking cool. And... Uh, I don't know if it's because it was at Reading, but man, hell of people, killer turnout. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, I should probably start off by just telling you guys there's a flight system now, where, um, you know, there's flight one, flight two. I guess it probably depending on how many people show up, and if you're first place of flight two, you get paid. So there's money, like there's more money getting tossed around. It's fucking cool. And uh, I think, I think that was a Doug Rosen uh, idea. I think that was Doug's like suggestion for the outlaws. And um, Rudy said it best when me and Rudy were talking about this. He was like, good on outlaws for taking uh, some constructive criticism and using it or taking a fresh idea and implementing it, I think was his exact words. Um, So, yeah good on outlaws that was fucking cool and the payouts holy shit like they paid out what was it 7 or 10 places in like for teams and then for individual and then for the you know flight 1 and flight 2 it, the payouts were nuts so many people got paid this weekend again I'm fucking I'm kicking myself that I wasn't able to shoot the uh, <laughs> the outlaws I could have got you know got my beak wet a little bit <laughs> Well, that's very cocky of me, but I feel like I could have got my beak just a little wet. (laughs) So, uh, man, very cool. Uh, You know, I was following you guys on Saturday the best I could. I was texting people left and right, like, oh, man, who's up today? What teams are clean? You know, what's happening out there? And from what I can tell, on day one, the, the two top shooters were Austin Watts and Tate Pierce, uh, formerly known as Tate Morgan, right? Uh, those guys had f- finished out Saturday, two points down um, each. And they're not on the same team; like they're on opposite teams. <coughs> Pretty fucking dope. Um, day two, you know, uh, Ie Sunday that brought uh, its own set of challenges. I know Austin kind of struggled a little bit on Sunday. I think Tate still like just ran through everybody and I think he only shot two down the second day also (laughs) so four down total that's that's what a professional should be shooting like and I think you know Tate is like an upper tier he's one of those upper tier um pros I think when you look at like the vast roster of pro archers I think Tate's name is always towards the top of that list so It's no surprise that he shot extremely well this weekend. I think he placed first for the um, for the individual, and you know he teamed with Kevin Pierce, Tate's, or I'm sorry, Paige's uh, dad, and they took first. (coughs) Austin got in a shoot off with uh, Bill Drake, the guy that fucking beat Keith Trail in Vegas. I saw saw Bill Drake there. I was like, holy shit. That's the dude that beat Keith Trail in Vegas. Like, that was nuts. It's so, dude, how often am I, am I saying it? Like, we walk amongst giants. You know what I mean? Or giants walk among us, I should say, at these events. Um, it's like not. How many events can you go to and see, like, the dude that was on the big screen in Vegas or, you know, shoot against, uh, you know, Tate or. I don't know, just, you know, you, you shoot against guys like um, Mark Rubio or Tommy Daly. Like, let's not forget Tommy Daly is there. Um, I think it's Tommy Daly Jr. I think Tommy Daly Sr. is another archery legend. Um, but it's just crazy, man. Like, these it, dudes it just walking around shooting their bows trying to, <laughs> trying to ice everybody. So... It was cool, um, your boy Wendell did okay for a dude that didn't shoot in the outlaws. I shot a nine eleven and that's out of a nine twenty four I was hoping for a nine sixteen ish score nine like sixteen is what I feel like. I feel like I'm a nine fifteen average shooter that I can you know on a hot day I can shoot up from that a little bit um but it seemed like everyone shot down on Sunday, and it's not to put anyone down I think it was. I just think it was difficult or maybe there was nerves for people. Um you know, there's a bunch of things that I want to say about this. Like I was all ju- I was juiced because I was 1 point away from Rubio. I was 1 point over Austin on Sunday. Um but to compare myself to those guys, I don't think it's fair because those guys shot they we were shooting in the outlaws. They were in a group with guys that were in the outlaws. I was shooting with Rudy and my friend Alinda. It was like, you know, there's no pressure. We're just shooting for fun. It's totally different. You know, I think it's kind of like comparing flights in Vegas to championship. I think the pressure is different, uh, especially when you're surrounded by killers. When you're shooting alongside killers, I think it changes a lot of stuff. So, I'm stoked with the score I put down, but uh i don't think it's the same i don't think i shot the same tournament that those guys did granted they also shot saturday too and i just you know i rolled out of bed at like 2 a.m to drive my ass up there for sunday (laughs) but you know i wasn't shooting the day before it you know for all these other guys it was all weekend for them so bravo to all the outlaws man like that was you guys busted some ass this weekend for all the shooters you know all the competitors. That was really cool. Um, I called it wrong. I said it was going to be small spots, like the dots were going to be undersized, and I can't remember why I thought that. Maybe I'm thinking of the um, what's it called the uh the blind draw days? You know, a couple days before the blind draw for the Western Trail Shoot, or. Or it was smaller last time and they just didn't do that this time. Oh, that is what it is because this time they didn't use 3D animals. I think they had 3D animals last time. So this time we were shooting spot hog paper targets. And those are more or less the spot sizes are going to correlate to like a field, you know, a field uh, dot size, I think. More or less. Maybe a little bigger. I don't know. Um so yeah, that's why it was a little bit different this time. Pretty sick still. 28 targets, 3 arrows each target, going for a 924, that's the goal, you know. Um and then wherever you land, you land. Uh I felt really good behind the bow this weekend. Like shockingly. And I know, you know, a 911 is not a score to write home about, but I felt great. I felt great and I had a blast. Um you know, that Matthews suits me very well. The T R X is a, a great bow <laughs> that I, I get along with very well. So we had a good time. Um you know, something that happened we uh whenever I go shoot an event, especially for fun, right? I'm still trying to you know, I'm trying to be the top scoring guy in my group. Ideally, in the whole fucking thing. is when I'm, I, I want to win the thing, you know. But um, you know, if I can't, I'd like to score as high as possible. If my friends are there, if I'm in a group with a friend, I'm trying to beat whoever that friend is. And so, um, you know, Ru- I'm shooting in a group with Rudy. And I have it in my mind, like, I'm going to try to beat Rudy. I'm going to try, try to beat him all weekend. Um, I dropped like four points in like the opening two targets for not, you know, I, I wasn't sure if it was, you know, sometimes you make some shots and you're like, Oh, was that me or should I click my site? I thought it was me and I just, I should have adjusted my site. It cost me some points. Not a big deal. I, I corrected after the second target, a friend of mine was like, Hey, click your fucking site, you know? <laughs> and so I did. Um, but it gave Rudy a four point lead early in the day and Rudy held that lead for 14 targets which was impressive i i thought for a minute like he was going to give it up somehow but uh it took 14 minute, uh 14 targets so 14 times 3 arrows each it's a lot, of, a lot of arrows um it took a long time for him to start to uh, drop points and allow me to come back and for a minute i thought rudy was just gonna (laughs) i thought rudy's gonna whoop my ass dude it was it was a crazy weekend and uh or it was a crazy day of shooting and i gotta say i is really happy to see rudy shooting uh so good you know i know rudy's struggled with you know whatever in the past this past year but um or maybe the year before, but I don't know if it's because he's shooting with Austin for practice or what, but he's really shooting a lot better, and it's good, like it felt good to see my friend, granted it is at the expense of like whooping my ass, but uh, it it felt good to see him shooting so good. It also felt good to come back and win, know, you know, not really quote win, but you know, I benchmark off of my friends, and whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, that's up for debate, right? But I, I'm a believer that you know iron sharpens iron, and so you should be benchmarking. You, you, like you and your buddies, when you do battle, you should be trying to beat each other, <laughs> and let that fuel you to shoot sharper, better, whatever you know. Um, so that's what I do. Whenever I'm shooting with anybody, I'm I'm going for blood, man. <laughs> um. Let's see, notable targets, the <laughs> The close target was three yards, and uh, I don't know if it was like a secret or whatever, like I, we knew there was going to be a shorty out there, so, you know, I, I've been <coughs> harping on all you guys to get your short marks shot in, right, figure out what your short marks are, <laughs> I show up like day of, oh dude, I forgot to do my short marks, so I get a block target. I get in the back of balance truck, and I'm shooting like three yards. I get it dialed in, punch it into my phone, and what happens? I <laughs> fucking delete the number somehow, like a like a dope. So when that three yarder came around, I got real lucky. Let's just say I got real lucky. I uh, I I knew like I don't have a number. I know the arrow's gonna hit high, so I aimed at the bottom orange spot. Shot hit the top one, and then just figured, okay, I'm just gonna aim accordingly. So, put all three arrows into one tiny little dot, (laughs) and uh, got away with not doing my homework. But whoo, man! I'd be lying if I was saying I wasn't sweating. Um, other things. Let's like see. Uh, oh yeah. Well, here's something I want to talk about. All right. So I was pretty sure. My sight marks were dead on, but I, what I was noticing was that for the my close targets, I was hitting real, real edgy north on all these dots. Right? Uh, let's just say, for example, I'll pick a. i pick ai think it was like thirty. We'll say thirty-five yards and under. Right? Everything I was hitting was like, you know, half shaft twelve. Or half shaft one. So when that would happen, I'd give it a bunch of clicks. You know, let's get that arrow right in the middle. I want that arrow in the middle every time. Um, so the second I hit, we came to like a flat 23-yard target, like I knew this was, I was like, hmm, something's not right. Everything's hitting tall. Um, not tall enough to be out. And I think some people would be like, all right, I'm just going to hang out. I'll just hang out there. But, you know, it's like, man, if that if the sight is hitting tall, it just takes you one hiccup to, to miss so I think we were like a close, twenty-three yard, you know, target. It was flat. Um, I, you know, I sent one. It clips, you know, tall in the spot. I give it some clicks. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use this these next two shots to fucking sight in. Um, and I kept adjusting my sight until you know, second shot closer to the middle, third shot dead middle. Then I wrote that number down. And I punched it into my um, Archer's Mark program, you know, my app on my phone. My sight app. Sight tape app, I should say. And then, bam, recalculated. Made that my short number, my, sh- my close range distance for um for my sight tape. And poof, on the fly. Recalculated. Hit in middle. Everything's hit in middle. Um, Could not be happier with adjusting on the fly like that. And I think it's one thing. I think really good shooters don't have to do that, right? They have their shit worked out already. <laughs> the less than good shooters, <laughs> me, <laughs> um, are gonna you're gonna come in across little issues once in a while, and how you adapt to those issues, how quickly you can identify and fix those issues, is crucial to whether or not. You stay in the game or not, you know, or you stay competitive. Is what I should should be saying. Not stay in the game; you'll stay in the game, but whether or not you can still hang with the the big the big guys, you know. So, I was super happy that I was able to do that on the fly and not not cost uh, or not lose any points because of it. And um, I guess you know it, it kind of is. Uh, it leads me to uh, I guess some guy was asking Rudy a question. Yeah, some dude out there is running two site tapes, right? He said everything up to fifty is good, and everything outside of fifty He needs a whole different sight tape for, so he like cuts them in half and glues them together and or whatever. The only person I've ever heard of doing that was Buck Hayrend, and I think we all know Buck's like he's a confused shooter. he's a confused man first, but he's a confused archer second, so um, you know he was asking Rudy. Rudy was giving him all these suggestions. I didn't get involved because, you know, one thing I don't like in archery is when people give unsolicited advice. (laughs) Granted, that is like the whole basis of my show, is giving you guys unsolicited advice. But um, what I wanted to tell this guy, if any of you guys are having this issue where your sight marks are good, say 20 to 50, and then everything outside of 50 is off, um, I firmly believe... You know, first you have to check the geometry in your program. Is your peep to pin correct? Is your peep to arrow correct? Those are crucial. Is your arrow weight correct? Um, that kind of stuff. If that's all correct, you punched in shitty numbers. And I see this a lot when someone sights in their close, their close uh, target on a big target face. Sometimes people will cite in uh their close number on like a thirty five yard or as god forbid a fifty or sixty yard uh target face like a field target that's a big that's a big spot if you're gonna do that you gotta make sure that arrow is dead center it's pounding middle all right because if it's if it's a tall x or a tall spot and you're just cool with it and you're like all right rock and roll uh that's not going to be accurate. Especially like how many clicks, you know, as you get closer to a target, it's going to take more clicks to adjust your, you know, out of it. There's more forgiveness the closer up you are. So you might think you're close to middle um, because the spot's so big. I'm always stressing that you guys get that close number on the birdie targets. You know those 11-yard yard walk-up targets on a field on the field, it's like a row of, you know, vertical row of birdie targets. I will stand at 20 yards, and that's where I sight in my 20. You get your best 20-yard number doing that kind of shit. Um, you know, alternatively, I've heard of people shooting the corner of paper, you know, where you see, like, the cardboard and the the target paper kind of meet. Yeah, you can do that, too. Uh, I like shooting at something circular, though. <laughs> so I'll go for the birdie targets. Um, make sure your numbers are quality. And then go as far back. Make sure your long your your long sight mark is the number that you can pile them all in the middle at long distance. You know, I don't advise making it the uh, <laughs> your long distance mark like, oh, I'm just going to sign them for 100. You could. If you're a good shot at 100, go for it. I wouldn't. My long mark right now is fifty-five, um, but I did that mainly because the target is that the fifty-five yard target at my local club, you can um, still see the parking lot. So I, I kind of hung out there so that someone wouldn't break my windows and steal my shit. <laughs> it's, it's Oakland. The local range here is an, is Oakland, so you know break-ins are kind of like a a regular thing. Um, but sixty is a good one. And if you get a solid number, the numbers, you know, the plus or minus 20 yards around that number will be solid. So, make them good. Uh, I I like Archer's Mark because you could punch in corrections on the fly. And I think that's super valuable. I do think having a sight tape is also valuable. So, don't let me dissuade you guys from getting on Archer's Advantage and printing up a sight tape. I think that's... It's a it's a good step to have in your arsenal. Um, so yeah, let me see what I talked about. Shot a similar score to my buddy Austin, but you know, again, it made me happy, made me smile. But it's not the same. He is shooting under way more pressure than I am. Um, let's see things I learned this weekend: reading a target. So here's one that I slept on. Okay. Um I have indoor brain still, which is just get up to a target, set your sight, and just shoot, right? Don't put much thought into it, just shoot. I mean, indoor brain really is don't even set your sight, just get up there and shoot. <laughs> so, um there was a tar- there's a target that we all had to shoot, which is like you're kind of coming up from the canyon. Instead of going up the canyon, we kind of beeline it up towards this snack shack, and then there's, I can't remember the yardage, I want to say it was like 60, might have been like 57 or 60, it's probably 57 yards, or 60 yards, something like that, Um, slightly uphill, right, right by the snack shack, and there's a, a a wind that's going from five o'clock to 11. At least on Sunday. there was this very slight wind going from five o'clock that's behind you, from the right all the way to forward and left. Me and Rudy Rudy had this little like what they call it a puffer. It's for hunting so you could check the wind. and I was puffing this thing all over the place like <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to read the wind. And it was it was I want to say it was strong on this target. But when these guys, the guys in front of us were shooting, like some of the outlaw guys were shooting in front of us, and they were good shooters, Ben Hobbs, Aaron Calhoun, uh, those guys, Uh, they were shooting it. So it's like how they shoot it or where their arrows land, you can pretty much assume those guys are breaking shots middle. And that slight wind, that 5 to 11 wind was carrying all these guys out to 9 o'clock, right? Not all of them, but if you look downrange, if you looked at the target, a lot of those arrows were at 9 o'clock. So me and Rudy made note. We were like, oh shit, look at that. This little amount of wind. Like you can feel it on your neck. It's it's carrying people to the left. Um, When we got up to shoot, that wind had died down. But it died down on us. So I was like, oh, I don't feel the wind. I'm just going to point and shoot. So I went right for the middle, shot, and my arrow is left. I didn't think to look like the midway. Like midway to the target. That wind was still there. It was slight. It's really slight. But if you're shooting a light arrow, if you got tiny draw length, you know, it's enough to pull you. That that wind is enough to pull you. So I had to give it some clicks and I was able to correct on the um the next two shots. But that was something that was totally avoidable by watching the guys before like in reading make no mistake you there will be times where you're going to come to a target to shoot and there's going to be groups ahead of you shooting you can watch their targets and if they are all by bi- if the groups are all biased left or if they're all biased right it means something this isn't indoor anymore <laughs> like there's other forces that play here so um you gotta address each. You gotta read each target. It's kind of like golf. I, I don't know if you guys watch golf, um, and I'm not gonna pretend like I do, but I know that some of those guys read the green before they take their shot. They will look at the way the, the, the green is like the grassy area where the hole is. Right? They'll want. They'll look at the slope and they'll try to figure out. You know, if I if the ball lands here, where is it gonna roll? If it lands here, is it gonna roll this way? And they'll play it accordingly, and. I think certain shots in archery, safari archery, field archery, what have you, are no different. I think there will always be shots where wind is gonna, you know, is gonna take your arrow and be like, "Oh, did you mean to put it here?" You know. <laughs> so uh, it's something that it's all part of the game. You know what I mean? That wind is something everyone's gonna have to deal with it at one point or another. And granted, that wind that was at Reading was very mild, very slight. It's not like, you know, USATS, there'll be 40 mile per hour winds blowing your shit all over the place. Um, But it is enough to cost you a point. So, be mindful and, you know, look at the grass near the target. Look at the grass halfway to the target. Look for dust getting blown up. All that stuff comes into play. So... That was one of the things I learned this weekend. Don't take anything from, you know, don't take it like it's going to be. Most shots will be set your sight and gun it. I'm going to say 90% of the shots, maybe even more, are going to be just set your sight and gun it. But be mindful of the, you know, the more crucial shots where wind, maybe weird lighting, whatever, is going to come into play. Um, uphill or downhill, stuff. Man, shooting <laughs> up and downhill was fucking fun. Reading has like the the targets going into the canyon just like steep up, steep down, steep up, steep down. I fucking love it. You wanna test yourself and test your draw length and your the way you execute a release, that's where to do it. <laughs> if you have a chance at your local field to shoot steep uphill downhills, now's the time to start getting used to that okay specifically uphill because when you're aiming uphill you will find well some of us for some people it is going to be harder to get your release to go off and you know i won't get into all the reasons for why that is because quite frankly i'm i i do not think i know them all (laughs) but it's for uphill sometimes it's harder to get your release to go um i think the same thing happens for downhill, but it happens less for me because I think the you know, gravity's kind of slightly pulling the bow forward, so, you know, your anchor is a little more solid, at least it should be, <clears throat> but practice, practice hills if you get a chance, if not, Redding will test you, okay, all the canyon shots are going to be at angles, and some of them are going to be at extreme angles. So, get your shit, put it in a bag, take it to a shit store and sell it. But what do you have to do first? got to get your shit together. Um, let's see, get your short marks, everything's sub-14, don't accidentally delete them. Don't, I don't want to hear any excuses about it. Um, here's another one. When you get to the range in the morning... You're going to want to bullshit with all your friends that you haven't seen in a long time. And definitely do that. All right? Definitely do that because I think the social aspect of archery is one of the most fun parts of it. And it doesn't matter, you know, what your political stance is, what your background is, or where you're from. We all come together cuz we all love archery. So when when you go to an archery event, you will see, you know, all kinds of different people. Uh, getting along and talking and laughing. I think it's a beautiful thing. Do not sleep on shooting at the practice range. Almost every, no, I'm going to say every place has an open practice range. Hold on one second, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, yeah. I paused the mic, so I didn't sneeze into the mic this time. You're welcome. Every range has an open practice range that you can practice at before game time, before competition time starts. Take advantage of that and shoot some arrows downrange. Don't shoot yourself stupid or shoot yourself tired, right? But check stuff. Check your close marks. Check your long marks. And I mean more than three arrows each, all right? And I know someone out there, probably a Henry Bass or someone like Henry, is going to be like, well, that's fucking dumb. You don't need to do that. Okay, maybe you don't need to do it if you're Henry Bass. The rest of us definitely should do it. Like, just an easy. Give yourself 10 or 15 arrows close, 10 and 15 arrows middle, 10 and 15 arrows long. Just so you can make sure your marks are on, your bow is good, your center shot's good, nothing, your sight didn't get bumped. All right. It's imperative. Check that stuff because you're not giving up easy points. And that's like. You know, I always talk about do archery homework. Do your archery homework. This isn't even that. This is like making sure your pencil and your calculator are in your backpack for school. All right? Your pencil and your cal- And it's a math-heavy day. Okay? You're going to need those things today. Make sure you got them. Because uh, all that stuff is going to... I'm going to say it's going to add points to you, but it, it'll keep you from losing stupid points. Stupid points? It'll keep you from... Stupid misses. Alright? And or you'll just be prepared, is what I'm getting at. And you know <clears throat> the the short marks, the the outside of eighty marks, just the fact that you need sight marks, you know, is all indicators that there's homework that needs to get done for this. <clears throat> preparation, basically. What's that phrase? Success is when luck meets preparation. Or opportunity meets preparation or something like <laughs> that. It's a good phrase. Um There's another thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, so the goal is to shoot clean, right? Um it's gonna be rare that you clean it. I'm not saying it's impossible, and I hope one of you guys does it. You know? Lodi is coming up next. It's cleanable. All right. Somewhat you can you can clean it. You can shoot a nine twenty-four there. I have faith in you. But here's the thing if you drop one point, and this goes for any any tournament, not just Lodi. You know, take this with you to Reading, take it with you to any event. If you miss one point, there's gonna be a little demon that a chase is gonna start. Alright? And a little demon's gonna chase after you. And that demon's gonna be telling you. Oh, don't miss again. Don't miss again. You need to not miss, right? And the demon is going to try to slow you down and stop your momentum. It's going to try to pull your momentum back away from shooting clean the rest of the time. And you have to shrug this demon, all right? If you miss a point and you go into your next, you know, your next shot, your next target, And you're thinking like, oh man, I dropped one. I can't drop anymore. Like, fuck, I do not want to miss again. This sucks. That demon's making momentum on you, right? The second you're at your next target, whatever happened before should be gone. should be out of your mind. And I kind of... I was thinking about this when I was putting my kid to bed, like, man, how, what kind of mentality do you have to have to, to really just keep the momentum going, right? You have to have a momentum that is uninterrupted by little, little things, bird getting caught in your engine, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you got to be kind of like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, holy shit. You got to kind of be like Donald Trump, right? And don't worry. I know a bunch of people are getting like, oh, no. When was going to get all political? All politics aside, I think we can all agree that Donald Trump thinks Donald Trump is the shit, right? <laughs> can we all agree with that? You have to do the same. <laughs> um, if you ask Donald Trump, hey, dude, I saw you just missed the three-yard shot. <laughs> you just missed it. Uh, Did you not get your short mark? Donald Trump would say, no, I didn't. A 33 that. (laughs) And you could be like, no, I saw it. You missed. He'd be like, nah, no, you didn't. He'd probably call you gay, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be like that. You have to have that mentality. Because the next target's coming. You can't be saddled with this thought, oh, I just missed. I need to make this. No. You have to have a clear mind going to every shot like I'm the shit. I'm going to get this. All right? The when I was shooting really good, even I still carry this with me now. All right? If I have to shoot a target, I always say to myself, this target is um an equation. Uh or or a or a, an easy math problem. And my bow and my brain are going to solve it. All right? And solving it means putting an arrow in the middle. And I, I approach every shot like that. Let's solve this problem. Here we go. Let's do this. You know? I mean, you can word it however you want. I always, in my mind, what for whatever reason, my internal uh, voice is like, all right, let's solve this. Every target. Doesn't matter what distance it is. Let's solve it. So, um, yeah. that's That's a little bit of the mental game that I can help you with. And that's not any... You know, I'm sure you'll find it somewhere worded differently. Maybe some book somewhere. But when I was <laughs> putting my kid down, the Donald Trump analogy popped into my mind. Like you kind of you kind of got to have some ego, and I think for some people that aren't really they don't walk around confidently like uh, Mel Bowman. <laughs> I hate to fucking burn this guy again. <laughs> I love you, Mel, but your confidence is shit (laughs) and it'll hurt you on the, it hurts you constantly on the range. You got to change it before you shoot next, Mel, I want you to watch a Trump highlight video of just Trump shitting on people and you will go into, you know, you'll go into your day. You'll go into that, just fucking going, like you'll go in crushing it. Have that video queued up just in case you miss one so you can replay it. <laughs> but you got to have that mentality. Like, you're going to do it. You're the shit. Tell yourself you're the shit, you know? Um, I asked everyone while we're shooting. I, I was checking in with all the outlaws, all the outlaw shooters. Hey, how you doing? You doing good? How you shooting? You shooting good? Good. Uh, it was like I was doing mental checks on everybody. And someone said, oh man, Wendell, I'm struggling. I said, no, no, buddy. Hey, you aren't struggling. And he kind of looked at me he's like, all right, not struggling. But it's something as little as that. If you tell yourself, I'm struggling. If you say to someone else, I'm struggling. You've now paved that feeling into, you know, you just made it permanent. You were like, well, here's the reality. Here's my reality now. I'm struggling. If you... Like Now, granted, maybe this dude's injured. I don't know what. <laughs> maybe it's like a serious issue that I just kind of, I was like, oh, way to go, buddy. And I just fucking danced away. If it's mental, something as simple as changing the words you're saying can pull you out of it. And I, I maybe the words I'm not struggling won't do it because there's still the I and the word struggle in there. But changing what you're saying to yourself instead of shooting and then in your mind going, fuck, I'm struggling. Fuck, I'm struggling. Change it. Change. And it's hard to do because reality is staring you in the face. Maybe you just missed that target, you know. But it's on you to change it and say, "Um, no, (laughs) I'm not struggling. I'm not struggling. This is breezy for me. I'm having fun. I'm out here stretching my legs. Um. You know, I I I did this in Vegas. After I missed my first point, I said, "I'm not taking shots that aren't mine. I'm not I'm not going to shoot scared." All right, and then I I kept telling my release, "We're going to make sweet love all day today." <laughs> and that little self talk. It made me laugh every time I said it. Baby, we're making sweet love. That's, I know, someone out there is going to be all grossed out by this, but I would say that's my release. Um, and saying it made me laugh every time. A lot of my own jokes make me laugh. So it breaks the tension. It breaks any negative aura that's there and sets the stage to be neutral and positive positive. And a place where you can do work all right so the hey man i'm struggling you're setting the stage all wrong all right you owe it to yourself to at least make a neutral or you know neutral let's go neutral or positive you owe it to yourself to set that stage up for your for you to do good work okay so um keep the self-talk good and, uh, I know a lot of people <laughs> were telling me like, oh man, Wendell doesn't want to hear about us not shooting good. And you're right. I still don't want to hear it. And with that being said, how come, how how many of you fuckers came up to me to tell me you weren't shooting good? Don't you listen to this goddamn show? I don't want to hear it. If you're listening to my words now, stop doing that shit. All right. Telling people that you're shooting bad ain't going to make you shoot any better. Okay, so get your shit together. Um, One of my buddies wasn't shooting good, and he just kept it short. He said, uh, you know, it's tough for me today, but I'm working it out. That dude is a fucking G. That's the shit that, that's how it needs to go down. Some people are just dying to tell you which targets they missed. And maybe someone out there is listening, and they're thinking, oh, crap, I did that. Uh, You know, maybe you're not thinking that because you're (laughs) so fucking self-absorbed. I mean, I don't blame you if you are. I mean, a lot of us are because that's the sport we're in. You got to be self-absorbed a little bit. (laughs) But I'm going to start getting harsh on people. You'll see it in Lodi. Lodi is in two weeks, guys. YOLO is next week. Is it YOLO? There's some kind of shoot coming up this weekend in Davis, all right, at the YOLO range. Uh I think it's gonna be an orange spot. Like I, I gotta hand it. These guys, these outlaw dudes, um, and the wilderness guys, once safari season's on, they're putting orange spots up everywhere. <laughs> they, they they take Reading fucking serious, all right? And I think we all should. So if you're free this weekend, get your ass up to Davis. Shoot that yellow thing. Next week is Lodi. <clears throat> if you come up to me and you're telling me why the first thing out of your mouth is because it's like you're offloading your shitty, you know, whatever happened to you. Oh, on this target, I pooped my pants or whatever. <clears throat> I'm not going to physically assault you because I'm there to have fun and I don't want to get arrested. But I'll say something. I'll say something sharp. Okay. <laughs> I'll say something bitchy. How about that? <laughs> so, you guys keep it, you know, keep it positive, keep the self-talk good, because it's imperative to do to keep doing good. <clears throat> you talk to anyone who's shooting good, ask them how they're shooting, they're going to tell you they're shooting fucking good. And uh, they're going to have a big smile on their face. So, keep the uh, keep the mental game going <clears throat> on... Uh Another positive note, I wanted to thank all of you guys um, like the support that Archery Unfiltered gets from Northern California and Oregon and Washington and even Southern california <clears throat> it's it's huge it means a lot to me um a lot of you guys bought hats i i I ordered a big run of hats um that have the Archer Unfiltered logo on it. I thought I was going to be sitting on these hats for like three months. Um, I'm almost sold out of hats and it's because of all you guys supporting me. Um, it means the world to me. So I want you guys to know when you guys show that kind of support to me, it just further reinforces that. I know I'm, I'm doing something good here and I'm maybe you guys are, I'm helping some of you guys at least. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you for everyone that bought a hat. Uh, you know, I I kick some stickers out for. I mean, I think I'm all out of stickers now. I don't know. I got to go back and check my check my sticker load. Um, I got a couple hats left. I got shirts left. If anyone wants shirts, if anyone's extra large, I got extra large shirts. Um, I always got them on me, just because that's how I line my. I use the shirts to line my bow bag. <laughs> keep my keep my sight nice and clean. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, thank thank you guys. Thank everybody. Like uh it's it's fucking cool. Um I'm considering doing another run of hats. We'll see. We'll see if more people buy hats or want hats in Lodi. Oh, but man, uh I was just blown away with how many people were down to support the podcast. And I hope I hope this show helps you guys. Um I've kind of deviated from what it was gonna be originally. I will get back to interviewing people, right? I do want to interview, like, strong shooters. I'm going to try... <coughs> I'm going to do something a little different. Some of the shooters I'm going to interview will be pros, right? But I don't think I'm going to interview, like... I don't think I'm going to interview guys, like... Or or gals, like Competition Archery Media does, or like Bo Junkie does. <coughs> If I get an opportunity and an opportunity presents itself, you know I definitely won't rob you guys of of that. Um, I find that you know sometimes on those shows, on Bow Junkie or Blue Line Archery or uh, Rudecast, like Rudecast is a good one. There's good information that can be applied to you to get better. Um, on Bow Junkie, it's very I want to say infrequent but you gotta listen to a lot of episodes to hear some shit. That's kind of like, Oh, Oh, I didn't know I could do that. You know, um, a lot of shows that interview pros, what I've been noticing is you just hear a lot of the same shit. It's a lot of, you know, this brand arrow works great. This bow works great. And, uh, I'm going to keep dominating archery. Bam. (laughs) You know, um, if I hear if I hear something that is like really eye opening, I always say it. Like, hey, listen to this episode. The um blue line episode where he interviews Carlos interviews Bodie Turner is an eye opener. It is a badass episode. And I feel like the information there can help you become a better shooter. <laughs> The Broodcast Archery episode with um, Blake is another one. (coughs) Uh, You know, Bow Junkie episode with Gaius Carter. That's another one. There's episodes, there's shows out there that have information that I think can make you a better archer or can just open up your mind to the different, you know, the different things that you can do that are kind of overlooked. You know, like like D-loop placement, knock placement, it's not just for tuning. It's also for, you know, it's, it's very linked to how the bow holds and feels. So, I don't know. I'll interview pros when I get the chance. Um, if you guys want, if that's what you want. But the shit I like to talk about, most pros don't want to talk about. You know? I want to, if. <laughs> There's a pro that I want to interview that back in the day was such a fucking party animal. That his sponsors had to fucking catch him in like a butterfly net just to round him up and put him out to to go shoot and compete. <clears throat> the dude ended up like shitting on a pillow in a hotel and billing the fucking sponsors. <laughs> and then, bam, he got like, dropped by everybody. And all of you are like, who is this? <laughs> I'm not going to say. But that's the kind of shit I like to talk about. <laughs> At least from pros. That and what shit can you bring to the table that we don't know about? Like, what can you tell us that we don't know about? What's the secret thing? What's the secret shit that we don't know about that can change the way the bow feels or that can make the bow feel better to us? And so just so you guys know, I'm always digging for that stuff. I'm always digging for it. And when I find it, I'll give it to you. (laughs) I will just tell you, you can find it here or I'll just talk about it on my show. But most of the time if it's on a different show, I want you guys to listen to the different show. I'm not just going to poach some information off of a different show. That's not my style. I think uh you got to give credit where credit's due. So, um yeah. You know, I I think a lot of shows you're going to hear a lot of like, you know, all that crap I said before. This is good. This product's good. Buy my release. Buy this, you know, buy this lens, buy Maven binos, whatever. Um and that's fine if you want to. If you want to, that's go for it. I gotta say, this is America is the land of freedom and choice. So go get go do your thing. But for my show, I'm trying to help you guys get better for free. <laughs> I don't want you guys to have to buy some shit. Alright. But thank you guys for buying my hat. <laughs> I gotta say, man, the Archer Unfiltered hat's pretty fucking clean. Of all the you know, my shirt's pretty basic, but my hat's goddamn clean. <laughs> um, you know, that money that you, everything you guys get paid for the hat, it's just going to go back into more hats or, you know, I'm not I'm not going to cash out on you guys. Go into shirts if you guys want shirts. You guys, you guys tell me. I'll listen to what you guys want. You guys want more hats? You guys want more shirts? More stickers? You name it. Uh... someone's going to be like do an archer and filtered release aid (laughs) Uh, Um, let's see practice how am I going to practice for Lodi well fucking daylight savings came along and kind of kicked me in the balls here so I'm probably not going to get a chance to practice for Lodi my plan though is to work on my shot, so you know i'm gonna get my shop light set up, and in the morning while it's dark, I'm gonna start hammering out eighteen yard shots twenty yard shots twenty two yard shots um as far as I can get in my uh in my yard in my garage, if I can, I'm gonna try to get a field round in somewhere but this weekend's not in the cards for me or else I'd be going to YOLO going to Davis and shooting that YOLO event and then the week after is going to be Lodi so I'm going to try to find a way to get a field round in somehow but for everyone that's going to YOLO and then to uh, Lodi or if you're doing one or the other a field round scoring yourself on a field round is going to be one solid way to do it shoot for score Shoot four arrows and not any extras, right? And um, check your, you know, are your marks good? Um, you know, is there deviation somewhere? Is that, you know, is your center shot good? The main thing is your sight marks, you know? I didn't hear too many people bitching out about sight marks, except for that one guy with two tapes and then me. <laughs> so maybe everyone's got their marks solid. Oh, man. Big, big props this weekend to Louis Sheedy. Uh, Came down from from one of the great northern states and laid the hammer down in Redding. Damn, Louis such a beast. Uh, And you guys don't – some of you might not know who Louis Sheedy is. He's been around the block. He's been shooting outlaws forever. And uh, he came down throwing fists this weekend, and that was great to see him. His homie Bob – my buddy Bob Grover. I think he had the winning arrow in the team shoot off for. I'm not sure what what uh, place they were shooting for, but <clears throat> Bob's a badass too. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't know if I'm doing all the winners justice. Uh, everyone shot great. It Was a fun event. Uh, all the Expendables you guys put on a badass event uh the people good people at redding the uh, the, what's that called the redding straight arrow bow hunters you people put on a great event and i'm gonna say you people you people put on a great event but yeah the expendables you guys know how to run a um an outlaw event i tell you what that was a lot of goddamn fun even though i didn't shoot the outlaws being a part of the you know i sat and watched the shootoffs and just kicked it with you guys man good times I'll be back. I'll be back to shoot the outlaws. <laughs> so, all right, guys. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, this is brought to you by DB Custom Coatings, Sarah Coders, Darren and Bet out in Napa. They did Austin's American Flag Bow. They did Bet's American Flag Bow. I'm thinking I might want an American flag on my TRX. Um, but, you know, I don't know. That American flag only really, really goes good well it it looks sick already but Austin's got like this patriot thing going on where he's got like the American flag quiver and I think he's got American flag boxer shorts it's working for him maybe I I won't step on his toes there but I'll I'll get something done soon (laughs) Uh, check them out DB custom coatings Um, carbon craft stabilizers you guys know me always plug in carbon craft if you get a chance and you want to try them find me you can shoot mine I have a 30 and a 15 that I'm all about um, Brian Webb from Impact Archery is taking orders I think Rudy can take orders at uh, West Coast also hit them up if you guys are interested if you want to try them first hit me up <laughs> shit I'll let you shoot them <laughs> I shot beastingers stingers this last weekend because my carbon crafts are still in the mail uh, the bee stingers did good so I'm not hating, but I do miss my Carbon Craft bars. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. It was great seeing everybody. Let's practice, all right? Let's get a field round in. Do whatever you got to do. Get your marks dialed in. Get your short marks, and don't <laughs> don't pull a Wendell on that one. And uh, you guys, let me know how yellow goes this weekend. All right, I'll try to check in with you guys and see who you know who's showing up and. who's getting sharp, and uh, we'll do a little update on that one, all right, thank you guys as always, I'll see you soon, Elon Musk challenged me to a fight, so I gotta go handle some business, peace!